one things I told you, uh, one of the things I share with you about conversion, uh, understanding what a true con true convert is, right? I told you conversion involves one turning their back on another system, all right? Uh, conversion involves the idea of one who is truly radical, radically altering the, the, de the direction of their lives. I was about to say the decision and determination and all that, but the direction in life. All right, so here's the thing that we need to understand as we get into this tonight. We've been talking about as a true convert, you begin to bear fruit. Amen. Uh, it, is, it is where in your Christian life, you begin to see something different. All right? I told you that one of the first things, one of the first fruits that you bear as a believer is the fruit of what? Repentance. Then we had the fruit of what? Re reconciliation. In other words, when you get saved, you care about who you hurt in the past life. All right? When you get saved, you, you, you can't go to sleep with unresolved issues. Because the Holy Spirit just won't let you sleep. Right? I told you that you also bear the fruit of remembrance. What does that mean, Pastor? In other words, we don't forget ever as a believer. A true convert never forgets what God has done for them. Amen. Never forgets. Never forgets. Amen. I told you a true convert is not one who's able to straddle the fence between two worlds. Say one more time. True convert cannot straddle or is not able to straddle the fence between two worlds. In other words, you're uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Amen. One minute you're the Joker, the next minute you're Batman. <laughs> Amen. Right? It, it's, it, it, I won't say it's impossible, but a true convert. Tell your neighbor, pastor's talking about a true convert. Amen. Now, now listen, listen, here's the thing. The one thing you got to understand about being saved is you don't have to try to do any of this stuff. It's going to come out of you. Who you are is going to show up eventually. Come on, help me somebody. I'm saying who you really are is going to show up at the table in that church. At some point, the real you is going to show up. Amen. I think it was Eminem. He did the real Slim Shady. He was talking about his alter ego in that song. Eminem, right. He was talking about that. He was talking about that, that, that alter ego. You understand what I'm saying? But I'm saying to you that in the Christian life, you're going to be either one way or you're going to be the other way. Are y'all walking with me? And, and it's important that you remind yourself that if you see yourself vacillating, between being one thing and being another thing, come on and help me somebody. 
then you got to get a hold of yourself and ask yourself, has there been a real conversion that has happened in my life? Are you with me? And when we get into carnality and spirituality, you'll understand why some believers struggle in the Christian life to even believe that they're saved. Are you with me? And so, and so what I, what I want to say to you tonight is that the question that I have for you tonight is, has God taken ownership of your life? Amen. Does he have ownership of you? And if he has ownership, then that means that you have relationship. Amen. Sometimes we can have ownership with no use. Amen. God owns you, but he can't use you. Can I get an amen? Come on now. We, amen. We talking, right? And if God can use you, amen, he will use you for his glory. Amen. Are you with me? So tonight I want to continue, and I want to go to the next fruit. And I, uh, there's another fruit that I, that I talked about, and it was the fruit of gratitude. Being grateful. You know, you know, I believe we live in a society that, that, that tries to drown out what God is doing. Amen. What God has done. Sunday, I got, I'm, going to, I'm going a different direction in this message. I'm going to try something on Sunday new in my, in my presentation. But it's interesting to me when I look at the children of Israel, how quick they would forget. So I find it very interesting that in this time, in this dispensation, in this time that God is ruling, the church age, I find it very interesting that everything that Israel could not do, God has given us the ability to do. But not on our own. He gave, it, he gave us the Holy Spirit who lives inside of us he gave us the mind of Christ. He gave us the word of God. And then he gave us a teacher to teach us the word of God. Then he gives us the church. Amen. So I told you about the fruit of gratitude. Then I told you the fruit of good works. That's where I stopped off at. See, here's the thing. At some point in our Christian journey, we're going to start doing good things for, for people. You said good things. What good things? Nobody's good but God, but God can work through you and you can make yourself available to do some good things. Amen? So that when people see you, they will glorify. Listen, I'm not talking, they're not glorifying the work you're doing. They're glorifying the God in you that's doing the work. Do I have anybody? And here's the thing, in this church, we have opportunities for people to go out into the community, come on somebody, and let their light shine so that the world can see their good works. See, when I, when I serve God, I don't look at it work. When I come into the kingdom, amen, I don't look at this as work. Amen. You know, I look at this as, man, this is my service unto God. What can we really render to God? And that's the reason why we have to do it with a spirit. Amen. That, that says that I'm doing it because I love doing it, not because I, I'm forced to do it. Amen. Listen, you can render service with the wrong attitude. Are you with me? 
You, you, you can say I'm doing something for God and you got a, this bad attitude about it and God is saying you're not benefiting from that so step you down. God will alter your schedule. Stuff will start happening where you can't show up for your ship. Boy, God, God, man, listen, listen, can I say this to you? you? We cannot see God, but God is working right now. Tell your neighbor he's working right now. Uh, if you don't see the hand of God on this church, if you don't see the hand of God in your life, Nothing that happens to you today is coincidence. Everything is according to God's providence and God's power. Do I have a witness? And so let's get into this next fruit. And this is the fruit of thanksgiving. Amen. The fruit of what? Thanksgiving. Kind of like that song brought us right into the lesson, you know. So go to Hebrews chapter 13 for me. Amen. Like when are you going to get in the Bible? Hebrews chapter 13. I, I got to show it to you. Hebrews chapter 13. Now when we say Thanksgiving. You know. There's something I, I realize about. About people. We, we, when we get what we want, huh? Can I talk to you for a minute? When we get what we want, it's like all that humility leaves us. All the gratitude leaves us. All the thankfulness. You know, you know, I remember when I got saved, man, I used to tell my pastor, thank you, man, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> He's like, dude, okay, I get it, man, I get it. You know, but I was so grateful. These are fruits that you don't have to produce. It just comes out of you. Thankfulness is something that just comes out of you. It should come out of you, I should say. And as a believer, you and I have to produce this fruit, but this is what a true convert produces. Thankfulness. Hebrews chapter 13, uh, verse 15. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, we're going to back it up. Amen. And so, what, what the writer here, I was about to say, Paul, what the writer here is writing about is about the changes Christ. That Christ does not change. Amen. And he talks about here that we have an altar from which those who serve the tabernacle have no right to eat. For, for verse 11, for the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the holy place by the high priest as an offering for sin are burnt outside the camp. In other words, what he's saying is that before Christ, do you know, do you know what they had to do before Christ? Y'all know? Some of you. Some of you know. All you know. Okay. Your, our sins were not forgiven, atoned for. Okay. Uh, but that it was through animal blood, sacrifice, that the priest had to offer up a sacrifice for everyone's sin. Christ now becomes that sacrifice. Amen. And now he is the perfect sacrifice. So we ain't got to go through all that no more, right? 
We can enter the holy place. We don't need a priest to get to it. Come on, somebody. We, we can do it ourselves. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm starting a new series Sunday. I'm starting a new series Sunday entitled Practical. That's the name of the series. Practical. This stuff is practical. If you get it, you can win. But watch what he says. He says, therefore, Jesus also, that he might what? Sanctify the people through his own blood. He suffered what? This, he became that animal. He became that sacrifice. Talk about thankfulness. Talk about thanksgiving, the fruit of thanksgiving. Listen, I'm not just thankful for what he's done for me physically, materially. I'm thankful for what he did on Calvary. Positionally, we are saved and we can approach God. A lot of times we don't use that access. How do you have all that access but never use it? But I believe it's about being thankful for the right things. Not just material things, but thanking God that we don't have to bring bulls and goats and, and, and all that kind of stuff and lambs to atone for our sins because our sins have been paid for. Aren't you thankful? Talk about grateful, I'm talking about being thankful. Watch the text. The text says that uh, Christ became that. Verse 13. So let us go out to him outside the camp, bearing what? His reproach. For here we do not have a lasting city, but we are, a, we are seeking. I wonder how many of you are seeking the city yet to come. Do you know what that city is? Heaven. I'm trying to help somebody. This will all pass away one day. But I believe as believers and while we come to Bible studies, we come to learn that we are preparing to go to that city. Not made with hands. Are you with me? In heaven where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. But watch where I'm going with this. He says, through, through him then, let us continually offer Listen to me tonight. God says, what I want from you tonight, I want to sacrifice tonight. If you are really thankful, then give me a sacrifice tonight. And I ain't talking about no money tonight. Uh-oh. And I ain't talking about no bull or no goat. He says through him to show our thankfulness. What do we do? We give him a sacrifice of what? Praise. I'm going to say it one more time. I'm going to say it one more time. Maybe you didn't get it. We are thankful, so we give him a sacrifice. God, I, I praise you tonight. God, I worship you tonight. God, I'm so thankful that 2,000 years ago on Calvary, you gave your life for a sinner like me. God, I'm thankful. 
And guess what? You don't have to pump me, Pastor. I'm going to praise him tonight by myself. I understand now that I'm a true convert because I can praise him no matter what. Now, why did he call it? Why did he call it a sacrifice of praise? Because sometimes when you come in, you don't feel like it. But when you think, I just want you to think. Sacrifice. Of what? Praise. Why am I praising? I'm praising God. He says that is, watch this, watch this, watch this. And this is the next fruit that we produce as believers, as a true convert, the fruit of your lips. So in other words, don't just raise your hand, open your mouth and say something. Open your mouth and say something. Ta-ta, something. Sacrifice of praise and then the fruit of your lips. You can't cuss all your life. You can't talk negative all day. I hate this job. This job ain't about nothing. Shoot, I can't wait till I leave. All day long we talking. All day long. May I ask you a question as a true convert? What is the fruit of your lips looking like? Is it gratitude? Is it thanksgiving? Is it always talking down? Is it always talking about yourself? If it's, what, what's coming out of your mouth? True convert. A true convert, when they speak, they're speaking things that come to life. Because of the praise that they just had been through. Because they understand that it's God that got them to this point. I tell you, sometimes I envision this in church, man. I envision, it's almost surreal sometimes. That man, if I, I, I just feel like believers, if we could grab what we're learning. So what God has been showing me, man. Stop taking notes and just putting it down. Take the notes and apply it. Apply it, apply it. Watch it, he says the fruit of lips that what? That, 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 that does what? <laughs> to what? So I have to sacrifice praise when you come here Sunday, when you come here Friday night. I want you to give him a sacrifice of praise. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to examine the fruits of your lips starting right now. When you get home, don't, don't say nothing negative. Just, just bless the Lord. <laughs> just bless the Lord. In, in spite, somebody say, bless the Lord. <laughs> you want to cuss, just say, bless the Lord. Sometimes your situation make you want to cuss. But see, you fell in the test. Because he don't want you to cuss. He wants you to give him a sacrifice. It's sacrificial when it's hard to do. When it's hard to give it up. Look what he, look what he says. He says, he says, and do not neglect what? Huh? 
doing good. Listen, the, the one who is thankful does good. Because, see, what's, what's really fueling the, the thankfulness is, is the praise. Because of the fruit of the lips, the fruit that's coming out your lips. And then watch this, and you know, watch this, and you thanks. Watch what he says next. He says, shh, shh. He says, do not neglect doing good and sharing, comma. So in other words, I'm not going to hoard what God has given me. See, I got to pass some of this on. Can I ask you a question? Does your life change anybody else's life? Step in the room, do people leave or do they stay? Or do they don't even know you're there? <laughs> Watch this now. Watch this. Shearing, for with such sacrifice, God. Man, I want to know how to please God. You want to know how to please God? Thankfulness. Sacrifice. Praise. What does, what does it mean to praise? Like, what does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean to praise? And look, and when he says sacrifice of praise, it means it got to cost you something. Because it cost the owner the price of the animal, come on somebody, the priest had to sacrifice himself and consecrate himself to get the animal prepared. So it's, see, sometimes we're offering admission in church at no cost, but it should cost you something. What, pastor? What, you say, I got to pay to come? No, I'm talking about come and give God praise. We say we come for a praise party. And the choir is singing and everybody's like, but that ain't my song. Man, listen. Every song should cause you to say thank you. He been better than good to me. Come on. Come on now. Come on now. What, 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 what? Well, here's the other part of thankfulness. Not only are you thankful, but watch verse 17. Got to, got to throw in verse 17. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> got to throw in a little something for the pastor right quick. You know what that word obey means? I'm going to help somebody. It means to trust. Oh, I wish I had somebody. You can't learn from somebody you don't trust. He says, obey. Now, look at the context now. Listen, you can't please God and don't obey the pastor. This is Bible. This is not, not, not making up, right? It says, obey your what? And do what? Submit to them. Huh? Obey and submit to your leaders. So here's where I'm going with this. I'm thinking to myself, he says that what's pleasing to God 
is my sacrifice of praise. What else? My fruit of my lips, my thankfulness, I'm doing good, I'm sharing. Come on, somebody. And look, and God is pleased with these sacrifices. But then in the context, he says, obey. Why did he say that? I was just telling Sister Hunt, the closest thing you're going to get to God is your pastor. She's like, no, you're not. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> the closest thing you're going to get to that. Because the man of God represents God. He's the closest thing you're going to get. Just like when they went to the priest. They're the closest thing you're going to get to God. Because the priest is doing what? He's representing you before God. Now, you say, I don't agree with that statement, Pastor. Read the text. What the text say next? It says, for they what? Hey! I ain't nosy. I just got a job to do. Pastor just knows. He just be asking all kinds of questions. You thought I was nosy. Man, listen, I got my own troubles. But if you take the job as leader, as pastor, you have a responsibility. I have a responsibility to you. So now I ain't in your business. I would rather not be in your business. Okay? But he says, for they keep watch over your what? Soul. But here's the next part to it. As those who will give what? An account. See, see not only must you be thankful for all those other things, but you got to be thankful that you got a pastor who really cares about your soul. Man, I take this seriously. Watch this. God is going to pull me aside, not pull me aside. He's going to bring me before him on that day, and he's going to say, okay, Charlie. I'll be like, she went to Mexico. That's an inside joke. Listen, I, I, I want to see God raise up pastors in this church. Seriously, I do. I do. I do. I do. But let me tell you something. This job ain't no job to be taken lightly. Because here's the thing. You want this big mega church, right? But God going to say, how was this guy living? Did you know anything about him? Did you talk to him about his stuff? Did you, did you, did you shepherd him? Did you disciple him? Did you pray for him? What do you mean he has, you know, you know the word accounting there means? It means balancing the books. That's what it means when he says give an account. It means it's an accounting term. It means that you got to reconcile and come out on the end with the same number he had. There's no entries. I don't know where they've been, Lord. Did you go look for them? I called them. I text them. Now, young, in my younger days, when I was when I first started pastoring, I'd show up at your job. I sure would. You didn't show up church. I show up at your job. Like, what's up? What you running from? 
Some people thought that was strange, like, you know, like I was stalking them or something. But, but see, I took this, I took this literally. Because pastoring is a responsibility that you will have to give an account for the person's soul. Now, now listen to what I'm saying to you, okay? I'm not being, I'm not, I'm trying to be discouraging, right? But here's the thing. We have to be careful when people join church. That's why I asked the question on that covenant. Do you clearly believe that God is adding you to this church? Okay. You, you understand what I'm saying? Because, because in the same context, he says that he will have to give an account. But look what it says next. It says, and let them do this with what? Hey. Stop for a minute now. Now, the Bible says that you have a responsibility as I have a responsibility. And you notice how your responsibility is real easy? You don't feel no pressure. That's why it's so easy for you to leave. Mmm, I like that. Mmm. Seriously, that, that's why it's so easy for people to leave because they don't really understand their responsibility. Tell your neighbor practical. Practical. This is practical Bible stuff, man. Watch this. Let them do this with joy and not with what? What do you think that means? You know, no, here's what it means. When I see you, I'm going the other way. You are pain to the pastor. You causing him all kinds of grief. He ain't doing it right. He ain't standing right. He ain't holding his water right. He ain't preaching right. He ain't doing this. He got a problem. He says, I'm going to have to give an account for your soul, so you might as well act right and make it easy for me. But look at how God works. Read the rest of the, read the, rest of the verse. Because it will be what? For who? You know why I believe some members are not benefit from the pastor member relationship? Because in the job hard. You can profit from this relationship you, between you and I. How many of you have profited? Now can I say I'm not pushover guy. Okay, I'm I'm a little little tough in certain areas, but the Lord has changed. The Lord is changing. He's growing me, but the one thing I ain't going to do now, I'm not going to compromise the word for your feelings. I'm going to call sin what it is. I'm going to call you out if I have to call you out. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not going to please you just because I want to be liked by you. I ain't gonna do that because I understand that when I stand before God, He's gonna say, So, uh, so yeah, so what? Oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. When I get to heaven, boy. <laughs> now, I don't believe that. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Make my job easy. 
thankful that you have a shepherd that cares for you. That, that takes the job, you know what I mean, seriously. Like, for real, y'all, I really pray for y'all. But I want to tell you something. I hold this to be true to me. He says he'll be unprofitable. You know, I believe a lot, some people, that you wonder, like, where they at? I ain't seen them in a long time. They're not profiting from the relationship. You should profit from this relationship. All right? You with me? Amen. He says in verse 18, pray for us. For we are sure that we are have a good conscience desiring to conduct ourselves honorably in all things. And I urge you all in I urge you all the more to do what? To do what? To do this. What is the this? Pray, obey, praise, give thanks. Come on, context, context. Say context. All the this wraps up into that. Amen. So that I may be restored to you sooner. Paul says, listen, I'm away from you, but one day I'm coming back to you. But in the meantime, make my job. Man, there's some people, some members, when I see them coming, man, I, gotta, I, I just light up. I, I have a joy in my soul. And some members, when I see them coming, I be like. But, I, but you know what I don't do? I go on anyhow. I love you. And I mean it, because I can't hold nothing, right? I love you. I know you're not there yet, but I'm going to wait for you. I, listen, when I look at your life, I know you're not profiting from the relationship, but guess what? I'm going to keep praying for you. Let the job of the pastor be one of joy. You with me? Go to Hebrews 12 for me. I stayed there too long. I wasn't even planning to go there. See, the thing about expository preaching, think about preaching, expository preaching, teaching. The Spirit is the one doing all this. I done did my studying. And so it's the Spirit of God now that's doing the rest now. He's like, yeah, hit him with that tonight right there. Let him know. What does it say? 12.28. What does it say? 1228. Bag it up. Bag it up. Who said therefore? Who said that? Amen. Marcus, you said therefore? Okay. Therefore. Okay. All right. Look at you. You've been here a little while. Let him do it with joy. Let's go to 25. Somebody start reading for 25 for me. Uh oh.
See what he's doing or he's saying is I'm 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 distinguishing what's not what's permanent and what's not permanent. You know what I'm saying? When God starts shaking this tree, this church, this church, the branch, right? When he starts shaking it, some will hold on to their life. <laughs> and some will fall. He says, I'm doing away with this old stuff because I'm getting ready to do a new thing. And that new way and that new thing is Jesus Christ. You with me? He says, now therefore, which cannot be, I'm sorry, therefore, since we receive a what? Can I, let me explain this to you. The kingdom is inside of you. And we are in the kingdom. And therefore, wherever there's a kingdom, there has to be a king. So God's kingdom is ruling now on earth and he has given us authority. He has given us the keys and the gates of hell shall not prevail against his kingdom. But he says all of us, we have received a kingdom that cannot be what? He says, let us show what? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. God says that you have received the capability, the understanding. You have been transferred from the dominion of darkness and have been transferred into God's glorious kingdom. You are king. You and I are kingdom people, and we have received this kingdom that will not be shaken. I know sometimes it looks like, like stuff is bad. That's an illusion, I told you Sunday. He says, let us show gratitude by which we may offer to God what? An acceptable service. Listen. The moment we stop coming here with reverence and awe, we've lost our way. Okay. You have received, you, God has given you his kingdom that can't be moved. And then he says, offer up a thanks. Listen, I believe for some of you tonight, if you start giving thanks to God, and I'm talking about if you really start praising him, if you really start giving thanks, if you really start there and stop all the complaining and stop talking about the stuff you lost, stuff you don't have, stuff you're trying to get, and just be thankful. Man, I'm grateful I can wake up in my right mind. I'm grateful that whatever diseases I have in my body that will soon overpower me and kill me hasn't gotten me today. But as long as I live in this body, I understand that this is a tent. It's temporary. You understand what I'm saying? And so what I realize is I got to start being thankful for the right things. 
For our God is a consuming fire. Our God. Mm, he's a consuming fire. I got two minutes. But watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Go to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And I'm going to leave you right there, maybe. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Thank you, Lord, tonight. Man, Bible study is supposed to be that. I want to back up real quick. Second Corinthians, Paul is talking to this church. Look at verse 10. What does he say? He's talking about seed and sowers. He's talking about giving. Mm -hmm. He says, he who supplies the seed to the sower and bread for the food will supply and multiply your what? And increase the harvest of your what? Okay, you will be what? Enriched in everything for all what? Liberality. Which through us is producing what? See, your liberality produces what? Thanksgiving. Liberality means that you have freedom to give. And when you have the freedom to give, you can give thanks because you understand that the one who gives you the seed is the one who supplied the seed. The one who gave you the, gave, gave you the ground is the one who is God. See what I'm saying? Everything you have don't belong to you. Everything came from one source and that one source is God. And so therefore he says, listen, you, in actuality, it should, what, what should be produced? What should it produce? You know what blessing should produce in us? Thankfulness. Thanksgiving. Listen, you have a job. Come on, man. Come on, you're not sleeping on somebody's couch. You got a job. I know you may not like it, then get another one. And if you don't like that one, get another one. And guess what? If you go to the third one, then the problem is you. Problem is you. Get real with that. But he says the things that happen to us should produce thanks, thanksgiving. He says for the ministry of the, for the ministry of this service is not only fully supplying the needs of the what? But it is also overflowing through many what? Paul was reminding them that y'all made a pledge, keep your pledge, but he says what's happening through this ministry is that people's needs are being met and, and rather than looking for recognition, we should be giving thanksgiving. Thanking God. He says, because of the proof given by this ministry, they will glorify God for your what? You know what he's saying? He's saying that your life can produce thanksgiving in somebody else's life. Watch what he goes on to say. He says, he says uh, they will glorify God for your obedience to your confession of what? The gospel of Christ and for 
the liberality of your what? Contribution to them and to all. While they also, by prayer on your behalf, yearn for you because of the surpassing grace of God in you, thanks be to God, thanks be to God for his what? What is that indescribable gift? Jesus Christ. Christ. Man, when was the last time you thanked him for Jesus? The reason I can do what I do is because God is the one supplying it. And when God supplies, we in turn sow. And when we sow, people are not going to give thanks to you. They're going to give thanks to God. And if you keep that cycle going like that, you will prove to be a true convert. Give God a hand clap praise.